All right, welcome to Command. Hey, episode 26. Kevin uh, and Jason are here, and I'll let you guess who is who. Kevin, how are you? Excellent, Jason. How are you doing today? <laughs> Cranky, but that's okay. That's okay. Uh, <laughs> well, I guess we weren't going to talk about this, but I'm, I can't help myself. <laughs> I can't help myself, yeah, Kevin. No. It's daylight savings time, and I hate it. And even though this is the good good end of it, you you brought up a very good point. This is the good end of daylight savings time because it doesn't screw you up when you go back to work Monday morning. I get it. But if we just didn't have it, period, <laughs> it would never screw us up one day a year, let alone, uh, you know, having the good and the bad. Yeah, no, it's it's when I, yeah, it's the other way that affects me the most. It's when I get up at four in the morning. Yeah. I'm getting up at three in the morning in my head that just, nope. <laughs> that's right. And that's, and that's how the daylight savings jerks win is because they can, <laughs> that's exactly what they do. That's how they get us, Kevin. Don't you get it? That's how they get us. They don't, we, we don't worry about daylight savings time in October, but by God or November. But I'll tell you what, next spring, you're going to see a lot of people raising hell. <laughs> It'll be all over the internet. <laughs> Why do we do this? I'm almost, I'm considering, I'm considering next year taking, I don't have to take my vacation in, in my last um, career, I had to take my vacation in, in weeks at a time. I couldn't take a day's vacation or two days, mm -hmm. but here I can. I might just take a couple days off. That might be a good time for a holiday. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't know you couldn't take a week at a, or you, had, you couldn't take single days. I take half days sometimes, to tell you the truth. Do you know? But I, yeah, I remember when I was at, yeah, when I was in the, in the op, that was different. Yeah, I remember that now. Because you had to schedule it, right? Like yeah, that's right. Yeah. In December and then. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, and I'll tell you, I, I, I see benefits to both ways. I don't know there were, because <laughs> what I find is this, I'll, if I'm not careful, I'll burn through too many of those half Fridays or half Mondays, and all of a sudden I'm like, oh, <laughs> I'm getting a little light on time here. I still got a lot of year left, so I got to be careful. Yeah, no, like, yeah, no, like my job now, if you work most of the day or part of the day, like you get credit for the whole day as far as. If you have a doctor's appointment or something, but so if you left at noon, you, that count you don't have to take a half a day. Mm -mm. You got to be kidding me! And you don't either. You're just too honest. No, I do. <laughs> I do. I'm not going to go to hell. Excuse me. I'm not going to go to Hades, Kevin. Over a half a day of vacation. <laughs> uh, I don't. Do you believe that? Okay. I would never take a half day vacation. I'll really? Like, I'll be right back. What happened to you? Oh, I I forgot to come back. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, no, they it's it, it I I'm 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 partially joking there, but no, it yeah, if I was if I'm going to be gone, I I I do put in the half day, and that's the expectation in my group anyway. And again, you know, you know how it is, man. It depends on who you work for and all that, and the guys I work for, I'm yeah. taking a half a day, you know. And it's going to be on paper, it's going to be on the calendar and that's the way it is. So I try, regardless of my personal beliefs about it, I'm going to be doing a half a day if, uh, if, if I, uh, if I'm going to take it now, I can go to a doctor appointment. I don't necessarily take a sick day when I go to the dentist or whatever. Right. I don't do that, but and I don't think that's the expectation either to put in a, put in sick time for a dentist appointment. But you know, at the same time, when I come back, I, 
I get the, they get the time out of me. It ain't like I'm, you know, going home early or whatever. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. But yeah, I'm with you. Daylight savings time is pointless. I don't know why we can continue this. Um, even you and I had a healthy debate on whether, because I thought you need a federal approval to end it, and and you're definitely not. And so what we discovered this morning was, for example, Washington State wants to stop doing daylight savings time, but they want to stay on permanent daylight savings time. So therefore, they need federal approval, which Again, if you think about it, why? Like, why one versus the other needs the feds to approve? Like, if one doesn't, why would the other? Right. I don't know. I mean, time zones make sense. You know, uh, they really do. And, and why we have time zones makes perfect sense. And Frank, in fact, why we did daylight savings time in the beginning uh, is fine, too. My only issue with it is why you know washington state probably has it right if that's how we want to set our clocks it's arbitrary isn't it how we set clocks and how we measure things we know the earth goes around roughly not quite 24 hours in a day so we know that and we know that you know whatever time you want to set as your time it's arbitrary we could have a zulu time and even though that you know let's say that currently uh, utc is about 3 30 in the afternoon or what time is it now? 3.45 in the afternoon. If I said it's 3.45 right now, or 15.35, for example, and for me that means it's morning, it takes a lot of getting used to, but it's arbitrary. It's just numbers, right? There's 24 numbers that we have to account for. So wherever you're at in the world, that would just be your time. It's no big deal. You go to bed at, you know, whatever time made sense for your arbitrary time zone. I don't know if I explained that well, but... I guess my point is, as long as we have some consistency, figure it out. That's right. That's right. Right. You, your your device will tell you what time it is in Seattle or Wyoming or wherever, versus like those old press rooms that actually had, you know, the world clocks lined up across their yep their room to show that New York, London, all the different time zones, so yep. they could remember. Yeah, exactly. You needed that because of the because of time zones. And and you needed that back in the day to run railroads, right? To get across the country, to have keep collisions from happening and all kinds of things. But today, uh, all all of these things are coordinated from one central location. And the worst thing is when you travel somewhere, if you had a UTC time and that was the time, you know, it might get dark earlier, you might be, you know, you still had to be tired and everything else, but you wouldn't have to mess with what time it is at home, what time it is here. It is the same time it's just that you know you you think about it differently where you're at i don't know it's confusing but i I mean even even if washington state kept daylight savings time permanently it reminds me of arizona because that is the one state i hate to travel to during daylight savings time because it's you know it's confusing it confuses the hell out of you because they're doing their own thing i get it (laughs) but at the same time man it screws you up when you're a uh, a traveler Oh, yeah, and I think traveling in general screws you up. If you switch more than a couple of time zones, it can it can get you. Agreed. <clears throat> Agreed. All right, well, enough of me whining about daylight savings time. I got through it. Well, let me ask you this, though. Did you change your clocks last night before you went to bed, or did you do it this morning, or what did you do? Well, it's funny. I You know, all most of my clocks are digital, so they did it on their own. Uh, my My stove and microwave... And wall clock or not, so my wife changed those this morning. 
to my chagrin because I said I prefer to leave them on till bedtime <laughs> today because I don't like this daylight savings time. But she turned them on me anyway, Kevin. <laughs> she just wanted that constant reminder that you hate <laughs> all day. Just let that. I wanted to opt out. Actually, is what I was hoping to do. I was like, why don't I just stay on daylight savings time and let everybody else go back to it? It'd be a lot easier next year. And I'm actually, I was actually thinking about, I'll just get up an hour earlier tomorrow. I don't give a shit. Uh, <laughs> go to bed earlier tonight. I don't care. You don't have anywhere to be. I work from home. So I can start my day and end my day. It doesn't really matter uh, to anyone else. And quite frankly, if my boss wants to get a hold of me or a customer, <laughs> they're going to get a hold of me. It doesn't matter what time it is. Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah. For, so I remembered all week that it was changing. It came up a few times, you know. And then last night, I just, I was tired, went to bed, didn't think about it. And when I w woke up this morning, I always set an alarm. Um and so my alarm goes off, I get up, and then I'm downstairs cooking, and I look at the clock, and it says, like, by the time I'm cooking eggs and stuff, it's like 7.30. Yeah. And I'm like, that's kind of late. And then I was like, oh, the time changed, because I get up at 6. So that was that was how it affected me to today. Gotcha. Yeah. <clears throat> well, you saw it how when I sent you the text, hey, you're ready to go. <laughs> Because uh, as far as I'm concerned, it's already that time. But uh, it works out. It's fine. You get used to it. By tomorrow, it'll be fine. Forget all about it. And, you know, generally, I don't think the public really cares again until spring. And that's when, because it's, then, it's, then it becomes frustrating, right? This is a pleasure this time of year. But in the spring, it'll be frustrating for folks when they have to, you know, get up at an hour earlier. Because that costs you, man. That costs productivity. I, I don't care who you are. I don't even have to look at a study to tell you that's going to cost productivity. Because people don't adapt that quickly. You know, it takes a couple of days. Right on. How was your Halloween? Uh, did you hand out candy? We did not. Did you have any trick-or-treaters? No, we didn't. And, and we don't have a lot. Our house sets back a ways where people don't really know there's a house there most of the time if you don't oh. have a neighborhood. So okay. we don't get very many anyways. But... um. I think a lot of folks here, they just set out candy dishes outside. Um, I think it was the way it went. But um, my kids chose not to participate this year. Really? They were fine with it. So we had a family night. So every Saturday was kind of family day. Okay. So yesterday, uh, Jax and I played some video games. And then um, we went on a family bike ride. We rode around town. Which nice. we hadn't done for a while. All this talk of bicycle commuting and all this <laughs> research I've been doing on bicycling, I haven't been bicycling so we did that we went out to dinner we haven't been out to dinner in a couple months so went and tried a, a new or not new to us um like sports bar we had some burgers and fries nice and then we um so we started family movie night last week and the kids picked and we're trying to pick stuff we've never seen or, or only seen once so they picked napoleon dynamite so we watched that <laughs> last week <laughs> That's pretty good. Did they get the jokes? And yeah. Yeah. No, I think most of them hit home. Cool. And then, so last night was my pick. I picked Castaway. I hadn't seen that. I don't think I'd seen it more than once before. Okay. And it's been a lot of years. And the kids actually enjoyed it. I can't remember the movie, frankly. I mean, I know it's Tom Hanks. He's on an island, but I don't remember the movie. Yeah. It's, it's a it's a really good movie. It's worth, it's worth a watch. Um. 
I had to pause it at the beginning and explain to the kids what a pager was. <laughs> Makes sense, man. Yeah. They're like, what is that? I'm like, oh, okay. Well, we called them beepers, but whatever, you know. Right, right, right. But yeah, they had no, they're like, why would you have that? That's funny. That's how people got a hold of you, and then you had to go find a phone. Yeah, well, that's pretty modern tech, because we can go back a little further. <laughs> you called somebody and said, hey, you know, they either answered their phone or they didn't, and you knew the other places they might be. Right. <laughs> so that was fun. But yeah, we had a good night. Yeah, it's uh, that's cool. That's cool that you do that. <clears throat> no, we didn't do anything. I didn't even, we didn't hand out. We decided not to. You know, there's uh, the whole coronavirus thing. There's been a spike and all that kind of thing. So we opted out. Uh, my daughter went to a girlfriend's house. They stayed up and watched horror movies, um, which they had planned for some time and actually went out and made a big, big stink about it, buying a bunch of snacks and whatnot. And uh, so they had a lot of fun. And then uh, we, you know, just kept the lights off on the porch and, you know, did our own thing. Yeah, was there a lot of activity in the neighborhood, or was it pretty quiet? Ours looked pretty quiet. Yeah, there, there. I mean, you know, we've got one of those. We call it the Charlie Brown neighborhoods, uh, where it, it, there's the, 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 there's a lot of lot of young people here, so there's a lot of uh, trick or treat normally. And you know, I used to do a really big production outside. I, I don't know if you remember any of that or not, but when my son was still home, we would do you know a big haunted type of type of thing, and I'd have a big amplifier out there and. He'd run around with a chainsaw, uh, <laughs> chasing a, a propped girl, right? Uh, a mutual friend of ours, his daughter. We we did stuff like that. So we had we used to really get into it. And you know, I kind of quit doing that really because uh, he moved. He moved, went to the military, and, and did his thing. And you know, well, I wasn't going to do it by myself. Uh, my daughter and I talked about doing it this year, but that was before covid so we may try it again next year and see how that goes but uh, we we like halloween we just uh because there's a lot of kids and so i don't know how many kids were out last night because like i said i was down down in the basement watching watching an old movie <laughs> from 1929 actual black and white film but uh uh that's what i did so yeah well and the page and the kids made brownies and i think it's the first time Paige ever made brownies from scratch oh and, and they were really good, but she was like, I can't believe how easy this is. Like, I think that's something we've discovered. I feel like I've known for a long time, but like we've discovered as a family, it's easier just to make stuff from scratch and you know exactly what's in it completely. Sure. And, uh, it's, it's just, I don't know why the whole convenience craze hit, but it's really not that inconvenient to do stuff. The, the, uh, the old way, or I don't know how you how you say that, but gotcha. Well, I'm going to send you a picture of a homemade cookie that Miss Adelaide made last week, and buddy, <laughs> and these are homemade because we do we're the same way. Uh, we it because you're right. There's nothing to it. She took a class that I would have called foods, and she did this in junior high, but she learned how to you know bake and stuff like that. So once in a while, she'll. She'll root around in the in the cabinets or whatever, or throw something in the Walmart cart, uh, and then she'll bake something up. So she made these beauties. Did you get the pick? Yeah, that looks delicious, dude. <laughs> what kind of dude, is that chocolate with salt? Um, nice. Yeah, there's chocolate chips in it too. I can't remember. It took a, it was very specific on how she had to make it. She looked the recipe up, and 
you know, you had to do the butter a certain way and all these words. She wasn't even sure what they meant, <laughs> but she did a great job. They turned out perfectly. And buddy, yeah, I probably gained five pounds just looking at them. So, <laughs> yeah, no, they were good. They were the brownies were good, and I froze one. I froze mine, so we had one. One when they're finished or whatever once they cooled, and then I froze one for last night for a treat, and that was really good. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, that's uh, you're making me hungry, and I haven't eaten breakfast yet. So let's get on. <laughs> <laughs> let's move on to uh, oral hygiene, Kevin. How's your oral hygiene? Tell me about it. That's good, I, I suppose. Okay. Yeah, I think mine is too. I, I think mine is too. More when needed. I'm not a daily flosser, but almost every day. So I floss, you know, pretty much daily. I brush two to three times a day. I'm fairly fastidious about my oral hygiene. My, uh, my mother had false teeth in her forties and most of my grandparents had false teeth and I've always not wanted to have false teeth. So I, I take really good, at least I think I take really good care of my teeth. I went to the dentist and I've got two cavities. And I'm a little bit wound up about it to this day. I'm like, and this was, you know, I just found this out a couple weeks ago. And so that's my normal routine. I've at now added a water pick, uh, which I bought a generic version of a water pick uh, to aid in removing food particles between my teeth. But hey, um, <clears throat> what frustrates me and what I got thinking about is I don't normally get their fluoride treatment at the dentist, you know. Mm-hmm. And I got thinking about something. The only fluoride application I'm getting is from my toothpaste, which I thought was sufficient. Now, the dental hygienist claims it's not as good as the dentist one, but I assume they're always selling me something, right? Now, my wife gets the fluoride treatment, and so does my daughter. Uh, they haven't experienced this cavity. I haven't had a cavity in a very long time. <laughs> so my, I got thinking about it, and I use a reverse osmosis water system for my water, and that takes out fluoride out of your drinking water. So fluoridated water is pretty standard for city water, but if you're drinking bottled water or if you have an RO system like I do, you don't get, and or if you're drinking that bubbly water, you don't get any fluoride built into the water, which, you know, I think there's a lot of people, and I'm not going to get into that, think that fluoride's killing you and all this kind of thing, but I'm just talking about oral hygiene. <laughs> what do you think? I mean, do you think, I, do you think I've just I got bad teeth? I mean, what the heck, man? Mm, I don't know. Um yeah, that fluoride in the water is kind of a can of worms that I don't want to get into. <laughs> that I have no idea, and I really don't know anything about, so I couldn't speak intelligently about it. But um, when I quit, so I quit chewing. Oh, I think it's going to be almost three years. This is it going to be three years this year? Or two years? Three years? Anyways, um, I had some cavities after that, and I think it's because like your mouth changes so much in the year so it was like a year the next year i had some cavities so i think your mouth kind of changes and um so i had a couple cavities and i've had a few over time but mostly i mean when i was a kid i got some cavities because i didn't really take good care of my teeth yeah yeah Um, right right kids yeah different story but mostly i mean my kids have never had a cavity Uh, really they brush twice a day and 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 Paige has always been real diligent with them i mean um, she was a dental hygienist for the first part of our lives together and, and, and specialized in pediatric dentistry. So, oh, okay. So I remember that. Yeah. I forgot about that. And, and she's pretty, she's pretty set about how we do stuff, but, um, I've never heard her 
refer to fluoride as a a, a topic really she doesn't hmm. say we need it or we don't need it um gotcha well it's fascinating your kids have never had a cavity i gotta tell you that is that's impressive and i wonder why that's uh because i tell you what um my son had a lot of cavities, but he didn't take care of his teeth at all. I could not get that kid to take care of his teeth. He does now because uh, he had to go through the military and they had to fix all his cavities. So we went through a lot of pain to get to get those to get that sorted out. But I couldn't get him to when he was a kid. Uh, at least after you know, after he's to the point hit puberty when you can't hold him down and brush his teeth for him type situation. Uh, yeah, anyway. the kids won't go to bed without brushing their teeth. When I was little, I didn't care. Yeah, and see, I my son didn't morning, care. He'd go, he'd drink a Mountain Dew, play video games, and fall asleep with Mountain Dew still in his jaw, right? So he uh, he had cavities. I don't know, man. I just found that interesting that all of a sudden I had two cavities and I hadn't really had them. And I'm, I'm I, I really am fastidious about oral hygiene. Not, I'm not perfect, but uh, right, because I mean, I'll eat something and maybe I don't brush for a while, so the sugar might sit in my mouth or whatever I ate, you know, whatever. I don't know, man. Yeah. Thought it was interesting. Just thinking about it today. Yeah, like I said, I brush twice a day and I floss once in a while. It's See, crazy. folks, that's what you get on this show. I mean, you get to hear about brushing our teeth. You get to hear about cavities. You get to hear about cookies and brownies. I mean, this is the kind of thing you're not going to find on one of the big name podcasts. Right. <laughs> Just talking. This is legit, man. This is really happening right now. Daylight savings time. Dead. Oh man, it's we're living it. We're well, living this it. This is the last. This is the last thing that we can we can really talk about because well, the election's coming up and um, <laughs> all will be fixed. That's but right. That's either right. Way it goes. Everything will be fine. One way or the other. I don't even want to get into it right now. But I've heard. I've heard. I've heard so many things locally here from people that I, unfortunately, family members. <laughs> have <laughs> told me how things are going to go at the end. Well, and, somebody and on how. the train was talking about, so one of the people that work on the, the commuter train um, was looking around, there's like four or five people on the car that I'm on. And he's <laughs> like, man, I hope it picks up soon. I was like, yeah, it'd be nice to get back to to busier times. And then he's like, well, do you think the election next week will make a difference? I said, no, we always hope it will, but it never does, does it? And he's like, yeah, I guess not. That's right. Yeah. If it, I mean, if, if it's, 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 it's a collective group, nothing happens in a vacuum. That's, that's what I would think too. I mean, it just, I don't know. I'm not gonna, don't even want to predict, don't even want to guess. I am concerned, uh, either way this thing turns out, I got to tell you, I'm a little concerned about folks reaction because there's a lot of passion. Uh, a lot of passion among folks. Well, we're just in this. Uh, we're just in this cyclone of protesting, disguised as or, or rioting and 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 vandalism that's disguised as protesting right now. So either way, it's going to go. I expect it to be not good. That's 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 right. I expect people to come out and be stupid. It's almost embarrassing. I'm almost embarrassed of. How are how people are handling things in America? So, I'm thinking about moving to Russia. <laughs> well, uh, while I am not going to retirement, to, retire, retire in Russia. <laughs> comment on that. Um, 
I, I take a look at Germany, the UK, and France, and I certainly would not hold those up as <laughs> model countries when it comes to people acting a fool. Uh, I don't think it's any different here than anywhere else. I think everybody's a little nuts. No, I agree. I just look around at the... I've just been spending a lot of time. I look around at the homelessness and then just the the garbage and everything around, and I'm like, why is this? Why are we... Why doesn't anybody care? Why do we keep allowing this to happen? And nobody really wants to do anything about it. It's pretty yeah. sad. Yep, agreed. Agreed. Uh-oh, I lost my internet connection. No, I got it. I'm good. No, I, would, I still got you. I wouldn't be talking to you if I didn't, I guess. It's just one of my my Wikipedia didn't open. Why didn't my Wikipedia open, Kevin? I don't know, but I did learn last week that I can't upgrade the RAM on my computer. You already knew that. It's soldered in, but... Yeah, I've known that. In fact, when you said you're going to upgrade your RAM, I thought you were going to hack it. Because you can do it that way. I don't know if you know that. No, I don't. No, Not I something don't. I would undertake, but you could do it. Mm, me neither. Now, if you now your iMacs, you just bought a couple iMacs. You can upgrade RAM and iMacs. That's what's that's one one nice advantage of an iMac. It's got a little door on the back. You can you can upgrade your RAM on those. I see. Yeah. No. Next time I'll just. Um, so I bought this computer, Paige and I were talking this week, but when I bought this, uh, it's expensive, right? Uh, MacBook Pro. So I didn't max it out. I didn't, it didn't even really totally middle of the road it. I just kind of got the base model and sure. And I think that was kind of a mistake. I usually don't do that. I don't, do, I usually like if I get a phone, I get the, the middle of the road. Mm-hmm. I don't need the highest end. Try to land somewhere in the middle, hope it lasts. But on a laptop, I want it to last longer than... Yeah. So, mistakes were made. Yeah, and with laptops, I typically... I go the other way. I usually... Any of my computers, I always go with the highest I can afford, and whatever whatever that might be at the time. And and uh, especially with Mac... With, with laptops, but especially with the MacBook, I, I did max mine out because, you know, a couple things. I was doing video, but also... I was aware at the time that I couldn't upgrade everything else, so I bought the, I bought the one terabyte hard drive SSD, and then I also got at the time was 16 gigs of RAM. Uh, now you can do, I think 32 on a MacBook Pro because they doubled it recently, which is good. But uh, my next one, I'm sure I'll be getting 64, uh, and at least a terabyte again, or maybe two. And I only need a terabyte. I do most of my, you know, 4K video eats up a lot. <laughs> a lot of storage so i work locally with it i keep everything on the hard drive but i offload it to a hard drive as soon as i'm done with the project so it keeps keeps the memory pure but that way i can you know actually render proper video and i can only render 1080p visually when i'm working on it uh don't get me started on that (laughs) in final cut pro but uh, i can when i render out i get uh i get the full 4k which it's you know, getting easier to watch 4K products in other places. So I started doing 4K about a year ago. You know, went from 1080 to 4K on my personal stuff, just because we're now able to actually watch it uh, <laughs> in in more places. It was hard to watch for a long time. Yeah, um, and I think like Pages Pages MacBook Pro is older. I don't know. It's it's maybe three years older than mine. I mean, it's just, it just runs like a champ. 
So in the one before that, she's on her second one. The one before that, um, it it drank a glass of water with her one day. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, we tried to recover it, but it just never was the same. So it, gotcha. we upgraded. Well, uh, yeah. So when you're not podcasting, Kevin, do you have any issues? No, no. So yeah, um, I think that fight your I think your garage band along with Skype going, I think is really sucking resources. It must be. Yeah, and I think that last week I got on with Apple and tech support. We kinda kinda clean stuff up and optimize things and I it, today's running great, so um I'd like to over the next several podcasts we'll see what happens. But Sure. Well, let's uh let's talk about libraries, Kevin. I, I brought that up as a topic. Uh, I did quite a bit of research on them recently, and this started out probably a year ago. I read a book by Susan Orlean called The Library Book, and I've always been a big fan of the library uh, anyway, in one one way, shape, shape, or form. Everywhere I've lived, I've got a library card. Uh, you know, I frequent it. You know, in fact, <laughs> uh, I, I've never... I can't think of an actual time or place that I didn't have a library card and, and use it. And I buy books, but I prefer... I just like the library. I don't know. There's something about it. And it's been that way since I was in first grade and went to the first media center. <laughs> That's what they called them back then. And, uh, you know, it was great. I just, I, I was like, you mean I can come in here and I can get any book I want and I can walk up. And at the time, you know, they just marked your name down in a piece of paper, put a stamp in a little card and you walked away. And I'm like, this is, this is the greatest thing ever. <laughs> I could barely read, but it was a great, I got, I got it right. It's like all the world's knowledge is located in these libraries. So I read this lib this book called the library book and I highly recommend it. Uh, and it's about the, it's about the, there was a fire in the Los Angeles public library back in 86 and it gets it, but the, the book gets into the history of libraries. Uh, and it really gets into, you know, the Los Angeles public library and, and, you know, how things have evolved from the early days and the history of libraries, uh, to where we're at today and, and how they have changed. And I still use it. I use, I use the digital version of the library a lot, but I'll tell you what, there's something about for me going into the library, sitting down, you know, grabbing a stack of books and, you know, just reading through them. I still love it, even though. <laughs> Even though um, it also is a, uh, it's also got some weirdos <laughs> in there uh, that, that that spend a lot of time there. But that's uh, that's a different story. Yeah, no, I, I don't think so. I didn't have the same experiences that you did as a kid as a at the library. Um, so, like the second town I lived in that, that I remembered, we would go to the library once in a while and there might be like a story time. Mm -hmm. We'd maybe get a book. But I really, I was never interested in reading as a kid. Like I just, it seemed like this thing forced upon me that I didn't want to do and I didn't enjoy reading. Sure. So, um, which my kids love to read and I love seeing it. Like they do it on their own. We've never made them. They gotcha. just read. And my daughter reads extremely fast, I think we've talked about, but... So, and then I moved to a town that I don't think they had a library. Like, I remember the school library, but I'm 100% sure that there was no library in the town I grew up in. So then several years, that'd be 12 years or so of no, okay. not going to the library, and then, then started into my college years. And so it was never 
those years weren't a trip to library for fun. It was for work or studying. And then I wasn't super, I didn't have an interest in what I was doing. So, so no, no fun there. And then I'd say lately, um, we've had library cards so I could get books digitally and, and that's worked pretty well. I think I told you this week, I was trying to get one to the Seattle library. That mm-hmm. didn't work by the way. Oh, really? I tried to use, I tried to use my work address as my, nope, they, they blocked it. I'll be damned. So. I'll be damned. Why do you have to be a, why can't, like, why can't you, I maybe it's funding, but why can't you have a library card in New York City or Seattle? Like, why does it have to be, you have to live there? It's silly. Yeah, it it is a funding thing. It's a, it's a situation where, you know, those are typically supported by tax dollars uh, from the local the local world. So, for example, especially when you're talking about uh, the digital version of it, uh, the, there's pretty darn good reason. The way these digital, the digital situation works, and it's always evolving, so don't hold me to this a year from now. But the library purchases the license to, you know, sell the digital or loan the digital copy. And it's different than the buying the physical book, uh, by the way. But they buy this and they can, you know, it gives them and they pay more than you do at Audible, for example, or at Kindle, you know. And then, by the way, Kindle fulfills a lot of these, too. But the library is allowed to do that from the publisher and they pay. So if you only read two chapters, that's that's, you know, part of the cost of this thing that the library has to pay. It's a very weird structure. Now, if you if you are living in your community you expect to be able to use the resources of your community library. And that includes the people in New York. So if I, if Jason gets a library card from New York and I start checking out books and using it heavily, those that's fewer resources for the people that live in New York. Uh, and that's their library. Now, if we had a national library, like the Library of Congress, if they were involved in this, I think it would be a different story, right? But these are local branch libraries that are funded locally. And it's hard enough for them to get funding. Uh, in fact, the book, the library book, really gets into your question uh, on on how these things work and how they're funded and how, you know, how important it is to the. It's a it's a community center, if you will. So that's that's why. I mean, that's the the short answer to why it is. You you hit it right on the head. It's a funding situation, and if you if you're using a library outside of your, you know, area, you're uh, you're pulling resources away from that local community. I guess that's the best way to put it. Right on. Yeah, on Frequency 13, you talked about libraries, so I got more interested in libraries this weekend. So I was like, well, Seattle's probably got a cool library, so I start looking it up, right? And I look at their original libraries in this mansion, basically. They oh. started in this donated mansion. Oh, wow. Then that burned down in, like, the 19, 1908 or sometime there was a big fire. Um, the library now, their main one is a, a really modern building downtown, which I kind of want it to be not modern. But it, it's a real modern building, and it looks really neat. But everything's closed because of COVID, so you can't go oh, really? in there. No, you can do, like, curbside pickup type stuff. So I can't even oh. – I thought about going there and say, hey, look, I, I work in Seattle. I work for this government agency. Right. Can I please have a library card? Right. Um, but I can't even go ask. See, you've got you, – so, so in your case – and again, I don't know your tax base out there. I suspect you're paying some kind of a local income tax out of Seattle. To me, that would make perfect sense, even though you're and you're, you know, reasonably 
a Seattleite or a whatever because you're close enough. Me getting a library card in Seattle to me would be would feel tantamount to theft, right? I'd be taking away from the the people that live out there. Um, however, you know, people keep library cards when they move and they still use them from the places they were at before. Uh, it's not a perfect system, but I understand why they try to limit, you know, who's using their resources, I guess, especially with the digital age. The old days, I mean, if you left a community, yeah, you might might not return the books and they might never catch you. But the fact of the matter is it's not like you're showing up at the branch library to borrow another book because you've moved 5,000 miles away or whatever it is. You see what I'm saying? The digital, yeah, the digital things. I have an interest in taking my kids to the library. They enjoy reading and to maybe just wander around. It looks like a huge building. It might be neat to just sure hang out, wander around. Yeah, they. I mean, I, I I like bookstores too, though. So to be fair, but I I really like libraries. Uh, always have. Yeah. You know, big. I used to like to go to Barnes and Noble and get a coffee and walk around. And yep. Sometimes I'd sit down and read something. Yeah, exactly. There's just something about books, man. I and I. I get lost in the narrative. I definitely like to read my books digitally just for the convenience. And as I'm getting older, I can change the font size and I have light all the time. Right. So I definitely uh, have converted to, to digital for a lot of stuff. But at the same time, I still like to read physical books. I really do. I enjoy that. And it's, I don't know, it's more of a emotional feeling, an emotional tie to the book than anything else. It's not that it's any better or it gives, makes the experience any better, but it is. The experience is better. Yes. That's true. Yeah. I don't enjoy owning books. So I, um, I'd rather, if I'm going to buy a book, physical book and read it, I would rather mail it to somebody or pass it along than, gotcha. than just have it set there. I like, a, I like a bookcase. I don't, you know, in fact, when I, when I think about, private libraries. I love that. Book collecting. I could see myself, if I was wealthy, Kevin, I would be a book collector. I promise you I would. <laughs> you'd have a, you'd have one of those big libraries. Oh, I would, dude. Because I, I love that. Now, that said, at the same time, I've also moved enough times that I'm really, you know, I'm not going to keep books either. I've gotten rid of a lot of books over the year, and I don't have any issue giving them away or whatever. But I keep a small bookcase of some of my favorite titles. Uh, but it's nothing that I can't move in a few boxes. You know what I mean? They're either first edition books that I read and enjoyed, uh, or, you know, I actually go to the library annual sale too, and I peruse those too and pick up a title or two here and there. So I, I've got a small collection, but nothing, nothing, uh, a few hoarding. I've seen, I think I've seen three. There's three big mailbox looking things around different areas, like one's in a rural area and one's in town, but where it's just it just says books, right? I think you just oh yeah, I've seen those. They've got a couple of those here. Mm -hmm. Like I think that's really cool. I think those are great. Yeah, I think those are absolutely. So that's where we take books. great. So if I have a book that I'm really I'm really into and I want to share it with somebody, I'm gonna I'm gonna send it or gift it to them. Sure. But if it's just a book that was decent, I will I'll put it in one of those. Like well, yeah, hopefully somebody finds a treasure. Yeah, I uh, I'm a, I've always been a big fan, especially of uh, you know paperback exchange. When I was in the military, you know I don't know how they do it today. I'm sure they just have their phone, but you know paperback in your uh, in your pocket that was just SOP, man. You know you went to the field, you kept a paperback with you, uh, and then you'd pass those things around all the time. Uh, spy spy books, those kinds of things, because you know you had a lot of downtime, so it was always nice to have one of those in your pocket. And I've always been a big fan of those kinds of exchanges where they. You know, and I've, I've, you've seen them all over, but I know what you're talking about these little, 
areas, the community things. And I think it's a, I think it's a great idea. And, and I, I don't mind it. I don't, I don't really keep many fiction books to tell you the truth. Most of the stuff I keep are nonfiction, uh, stuff that, uh, Either I really enjoyed, uh, I keep some travel journals around, you know, stuff like that, that I, I either reference or, you know, just enjoy having, having there. Well, I'm finding just like DVD collections or even buying digital movies, I really don't go back and rewatch or re-read things. So to me, it just seems pointless for me to just keep this stuff around, especially a book that maybe somebody else could get something out of then just sitting there because I probably would never, I've never read a book twice. Which is a perfect example of why the library is so valuable. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> because it, it literally does that. You get the book, you get it for two or three weeks, you read it, you take it back, and somebody else gets to enjoy it. That's the best part. Nothing wrong with buying books. I mean, that supports publishers too. I'm a big fan of that, and I do buy them uh, for that reason. But like like you just mentioned, the, the, to me, the key here is uh, sharing that knowledge. That's what I like about the library. We all get it. And, you know, there's a lot of how-tos in there. When I did the basement, I most of the books I got uh, were from the library. How do I do this? Went to the library. Yeah, and, and that's where I need to utilize the, the library more. I'll just buy something when I'm like, man, I have a library card. I could have found out. I have been frustrated lately digitally that I, I want a certain book and – and neither of my library cards have that that book available or even have it yeah or the audio version and so i find that frustrating and i end up just buying it on sure digital format um i had there's a feature but, in ours that i can request books and they have actually purchased them when i the digital ones if i i'll go through there and request a specific title and not every time but i'd say probably 75% of the time they purchase the title and it checks out to me right away. Yeah, I um, I kind of was thinking about this as you were talking because I know that you're. We've had discussions over the years, like, um, and I think you you champion it. I think you do a good job, but but copyright, you know, is important to you and and not taking what's not yours. So like sharing Netflix, right, accounts or whatever I get. But I guess one thing I do, and it's probably wrong, is so when I do a when I would check out something on my Kindle, sometimes I wouldn't be able to read it in the time frame before it was due, but I would just turn put off my Wi-Fi Kindle in airplane mode yeah. so they couldn't have it back until yeah. I was done, finished. That's probably not. Well, technically, they get it know. back at that point. Um, and there's does it a affect them. It does, I, I didn't no. know if I was negatively impacted. It, it doesn't because next time you connect, it just goes away. Yeah, that's what I would do. And then, um, do you think it's wrong to? Same thing was it like share Netflix if I had a friend with a Seattle address and then I get a Seattle library card? Is that I don't know. <laughs> you know, again, it's uh it's just it's one of those things, man. I, I kinda went over what I think about it or why they do it and I agree with it, and that's that's probably the best thing oh. I could say. Yeah. No, it's it's good. I didn't that makes sense. I understand. And I think Yeah, I think it's a good a good way to handle handle it and 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 I just need to I need to get more into the to my library card and what they have available. I I got a little overwhelmed with with all the apps they wanted me to download. There was Kindle and Libby and Libby, yeah. I I don't know all these. I don't know what they all do. I just want one, right? Yeah. I just want one 
it's not that it's not that simple at this point. There's a bunch of them out there. I've got to use. I use three different apps. Uh, for, I use Libby. I use something called Wildcat, uh, which is the the library specific thing, and that's where I can go. I can pull up my digital library card. I can do all that stuff, so I don't have to carry a card with me. I just show them. I just scan my phone at the library, but I can also re- renew my books. Uh, from there, which I love, by the way, because you used to have to go to the library to renew physical books. Now I can just hit the renew button. If somebody's waiting, I got to take it back. But if they're not, I get a renewal and I'm, you know, I got it for six weeks now. So So that's called Wildcat? It is, but that's local, right? So uh, I'm, you know, Wyoming and whatever library, Wyoming library catalog is what it stands for. So uh, I have to do that one uh, to use the library, but then Libby, I can check out digital books from there, but I can't search the actual library for physical copies, that's where Wildcat comes in. I can search and have them hold them for me. And kind of like that kind of a pickup thing you said, I can just walk in and have them hand them to me uh, that way instead of having to, which I've used before too, you know, especially when I just have a series of books that I'm looking at, I'll search them through there. And if I don't have time to go, I just go pick them up. But our, our library opened back up, so I've been able to go back in there again. And they've got so, sanitizing solutions okay. and all that available and just ask you to wear a mask and all that. But You're helping me and maybe you're helping some listeners. So Libby is for audiobooks. Correct. I can't even remember why I was getting stuff. And then But you can read the, you can read physical books. So any it's it's for not just audio, it's for digital books. So you can read your books on there or you can listen to books on Libby. But you can also, okay. you know, you check them out there, but you can also, if your library allows it. You can fulfill through Amazon. So if you're reading on a Kindle, you could fulfill through there and read them on your Kindle. I actually think the Libby reading experience is very good. They've got some really nice fonts and uh, et cetera, et cetera. It's a nice experience. I think it's better than the Kindle, but it doesn't work on the Kindle. (laughs) But if you're reading on your phone or an iPad, it works great. Yeah, I think I'm going to, I think I've talked about it. I'm going to, I'm going to upgrade to an iPad and then. So, like, the apps I have, I have Overdrive, and I think that's how I search the library and check out books. We used to do Overdrive, and then they switched to Libby, and I think I can still go to Overdrive, but, yeah, we used okay. to use, I think Libby covers all, for us, Libby covers everything now. Okay. And then I have Cloud Library app. I don't know what it does. Yeah, we had that for the state library stuff. We still have that. Mm, what else do I have? But you don't have to have them all, right? I mean, you can use whatever you want. I so I don't know. I didn't know what they did. Like, I could never <laughs> figure it out. Like it was way too complex. I couldn't just it intuitively yeah. go, "Oh, this is what I need." Like, yeah, it wasn't explained to me, and then yeah, I just got overwhelmed. It's evolving. I think it's. I think it's evolving. I was thinking there was another one. It used to be a lot more things. clunky. I could never find the freaking book I wanted, so I would just get pissed and quit. Five or five or ten years ago, it was a lot more clunky than it is today. I'll tell you that right now. I used to get so irritated with the digital library today, even though, to your point, I mean, and I, you know, our library is really forward thinking in a lot of things. So we got rid of Overdrive and went pure Libby, which is very useful because now I got both types of books. Because it used to have Overdrive was for audiobooks back in the day, and you, you know, you had to have Overdrive, and then you had Libby for physical digital book, physical digital books. So now we do everything on Libby, which is really nice. Yeah, you got me curious. I'm going to have to do some research. Another book I'm going to recommend to you, um, thinking about the history of books and, you know, some of that, some of the emotion tied to it. It's called The Lost Gutenberg. 
and that gets into the I mean, it talks about one specific copy of uh, the Gutenberg Bible and how it how it's traveled to modern times. Fascinating stories of the people involved in that book over the over that five hundred years. Highly recommend that one. God dang it! Do you go, yeah. Do you have Goodreads? No, I think you invited me to it once. I think I deleted it. I didn't understand gotcha. what it was. It just keeps track of your reading list. That's what I use it for. So when yeah. I, you and I start talking uh, about a book, I can say, oh, yeah, and I can look to see if I actually have read it. And it's I got great reviews. I that library card the other day in my drawer when I was purging. I'm purging again, by the way. Are you really in a purge? Yeah. I didn't know you would. Uh, you know, you have to, don't you? If you want to stay, quote, unquote, minimalist, you have to do a regular purge. It's not really, it's not even about minimalism minimalism anymore it's it's about i don't like clutter i don't like things i don't need and i also don't like waste so i don't like to to buy stuff and throw it away so i try to be real intentional about my purchases but my son he was going through his room when i came home last week and it he had so many nerf guns and toys um and he, and he just like sitting there with his i'm like what's going on he goes i'm getting rid of a lot of stuff why he goes it just it's driving me nuts and, and and he, I mean, some of them were brand new, new guns, and he's gonna sell them and stuff. But he's like, no, I just, it's too much. I can't. It's too much stuff, Dad. Nice. And it made me. I was like, yeah, like our stuff kind of weighs on us sometimes, doesn't it? Like trying to keep it clean and organized. And that's right. And he's like, yeah. And so he started seeing that that like he doesn't need that much. And I liked him seeing that at a young age because I haven't really. I've told him about why I do stuff, but I haven't really. At the same time, like I have lots of stuff. My desk is full of things right. today. It's, uh, so I'm definitely not that minimalist where you walk in and and would you don't live with ten way. items type thing or whatever. No, but I have yeah. exactly what I need. Sure. And if I want to bring something new into my life, I think about it. Um, and then I get rid of stuff, but I I don't throw stuff away. I try to give it away or sell it. Sure. Like I want it to be utilized. Um, and I got a. Uh, I got all this woodworking stuff. I got table saws and all this stuff. And I'm just, I just don't think I'm going to build or do the things that I wanted to do a while ago. And so I think I'm going to even pare that down. I might make my garage more of a, it might be more of an activity gym type place when I'm finished versus a woodworking shop. We'll see. Makes sense, man. You know, I've struggled, uh, I've struggled with this same problem over the years and I, I struggle with it today. And it's, uh, you know, my hobbies go in and out. And so photography was one. It's, it still is. It's not, I, I pared it down a couple of years ago, maybe a year ago now. But I donated a lot of stuff to the high school photography club because it just became, it became so much stuff, you know, that I couldn't focus on just going out and taking pictures because I had six tripods, or that's an exaggeration, you know, my studio lights and my flashes and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And it's like, it just became this, I couldn't keep the batteries charged for everything, you know, and it became such an event just to pick the camera up and go take a picture that, that I, yeah. I, it was overwhelming and it, and it happened slowly. I didn't even notice it was happening. You know what I mean? It just pretty soon it's like, Oh, um, I want to try this new technique. Well, there requires this kind of equipment or, Oh, I got to get a different trigger. And, you know, pretty soon it all adds up, man, you know, and this is over a space of mm -hmm. years, not, not days. You don't even notice it when it's something's happening in that speed. 
Yeah, I'm going to keep my like chop saw and my basic. I went through my tools and got rid of duplicates like a year ago. Like I'd have just random duplicate stuff. And I'm going to, I'm, I want a bike stand mm. um, to, to be able to work on our bikes. Yeah. I'm interested in learning more about bike mechanics. So I'm deciding, do I want a, a bench mounted one or do I want a floor mounted one or, or how I want to do it. But um, I have a chop saw. I'm going to keep that. It's just, it's, it's built into my, into my workbench. And oh yeah. Out of the way. Mm-hmm. And I may need it from time to time, but I don't think I need the dust, dust collector and the table saw necessarily. Sure. Um, so, uh, I have all this plywood and stuff down there. I, I just don't think I'm going to build or do things. So I think I'm going to pare that, that down quite a bit. Um, Yeah. Well, interesting. I'm looking forward to hearing how you uh, approach this as time goes on. So, it'll be a yeah. I, I expect this to take a year. Like I, I want everything I purchase. I want to be quality. So I'm really looking right now. Number one is the bike stand. Mm-hmm. Um, not really sure what to do or how I want to do that. So, well, definitely, uh, that's a very individual thing for sure. You know uh, how you. <laughs> Nobody can answer that, but you, that's what I've always appreciated about you, Kevin. Is, and, and people don't know this about you. You're very, you think things through very carefully, and uh, you know whatever you end up with will make perfect sense for whatever you're doing. So that, uh, like I say, I really look forward to hearing. I'm more of a spurt of the moment. Let's piss my money away because <laughs> I want to get it out of the way today, and you'll measure it out and think it through. And uh, you know that's uh, that's the smartest way to do it, I think. Yeah, I might have to re. I don't know. We'll see. I'll, I'll send you a picture of what I built down there, and then I may have to reconfigure it. Um, I don't know. I can't decide. Take, I can't decide. Does your wheel it. truing machine, like you have that wheel, you you're, you can true a wheel. Yeah. And that's mounted to the, your workbench, right? Yeah, it's not mounted, but it's got a base. It sits on a bench, yeah. And it's not the oh. park one. I've got a I've got a cheaper one. It only does uh, one side. i got to flip, I, you know. It's not like the park that comes in from both sides. It's like 300 bucks. Mine was like 80 bucks, um, but it works fine. I mean, because I'm not building. If I was a wheel builder, I'd get the park. Since I'm truing wheels, I didn't need anything that fancy. Hell, you can true a wheel with your... If, back in the old days when we had brake calipers, <laughs> you could true your wheel that way. It's a little harder to do today, but... I see. Anyways, um, I want to be able to do some stuff like Paige's bike doesn't... Um... It's having trouble switching gears, mm-hmm. so I want to learn, like, why. Now, one thing I will recommend if you – I mean, you can YouTube this stuff, too, but um, the latest park maintenance book. Did I talk about this before? Yeah. No, I'm definitely – it's in my Amazon. Yeah. that You're not going to waste your money on that. That That's a that's a must-buy for a book. Um, now, does it need to be a physical book, or is it just a physical book? I would get the physical book. I think it needs to be. Okay. Yeah. Uh, not, there's nothing wrong with the other ones, but there's something about having that open on your bench when you're doing this because you got to go back and forth and reference when you're doing something new, especially. Um, you know, you can read the material, but the, to me, that's like watching YouTube. Yeah, I can get a sense of it. And, you know, depending on what it is, I can, I've, I've worked on bikes a lot over the years. I can probably pick it up from YouTube and go do it on the bike and kind of, kind of get it. And you're really mechanically inclined, you're an aircraft mechanic, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, there's a lot of this stuff that's good. You're going to into it, right? You don't necessarily have to have somebody show you. You can go look at it and kind of figure it out. But mm-hmm. you, want, I think you want the physical book in this case. I think it'd be a fun hobby 
um, I think that teaching uh, the kids how to, to do some of that would be a good skill. And when I retire to the Netherlands or Copenhagen, there you go, baby. I'll fit in. You know. <laughs> well, when you go to when you go to the Netherlands, you're taking me. I'm going to tell you that right now. So you got something figured out. You let me know because I'm, I'm I'm right behind you. I tell you what, um, I think we just need to go on a trip there. So I wouldn't I come can't. back is the problem. I'm telling you right now, I wouldn't come back. I'd be an illegal immigrant in the Netherlands. How do they treat, how do the Dutch treat people that are illegal immigrants? Because that's going to be great. Probably just <laughs> like America. Yeah, find me. Oh, I kid, but not really. I seriously would go to, I would, ser- well, I would, I would. Wouldn't even bother me at all. I'd, I'd learn to speak the language. I'd do, do everything. I'd, I'd go do it. I have no I problem even thinking about that. I pay a fee to a, a place that I get text messages and emails of good flight deals. Okay. Um, and I get – it could be two or three a day or it could be a day I don't get one. But I'm getting all kinds of good flight deals now obviously because of COVID. Right. Um, and it, it has them anyways. But, and and they, they won't email me unless it's like a 40 or 50 percent savings. Oh, basically. wow. It, it finds good deals. And I pay – I pay a premium every year because I also get the business class flights. But like yesterday, this week, um, Morocco, uh, Casablanca, Casablanca was one of the places. And then also um, Glasgow, UK. Mm-hmm. So, but neither place I can go to because there's uh, some places are no. So right now in the UK is no, no American visas. No, yeah, American they just locked everything down UK. again. Mm-hmm. And then it's, and then on top of it, the places you can go, it's a 14 day quarantine. So, gotcha. Um, however, I got one the other day. Yeah, Morocco was not. So, hmm. it was a, so it was a question mark. Maybe if Americans could come into the country, but no quarantine. Gotcha. I don't know. I want to see Finland. I want to see everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I, uh, I, I don't, I don't necessarily desire to go to any place to visit, uh, like that, I mean, uh, there's places I want to go to see. I want to see the outback in Australia. I don't really care if I ever went to Sydney to go through the cities. I don't want to go. To, I don't like cities, right? I'm just never been a fan. Mm-hmm. So, but there's a lot of physical places that I would like to see for myself. Uh, Egypt, the the deserts of Egypt. Uh, love to see that part of the world. You know, stuff like that for me. Uh, but one place that I think over the years, and you know, my my bicycle passion, but uh, if I was going to live somewhere outside of Conus, it would be <laughs> the Netherlands, <laughs> just so I could, you know, do everything on a bike and fit fit in. It's a it's a normal transportation, not an alternative transportation. Right, right. Too bad it's so expensive. Okay. Well, somebody's got to wash the dishes, Kevin, and they survive, so I can do that. Oh yeah. Well, no, and I I think. Like being a bicycle mechanic, like that's something you could do when you retire in any city. That's right. right. You could volunteer at the local bike shop. You know, my son's doing that now. Yeah, that's what you said. I think it's a, I think it's a. He's their lead tech. Awesome skill. Is he still working at the gyms and stuff too? No. Is he just doing that? Just doing that. Nice. Yeah. He was employee of the month too. He, uh, I made fun of him because of the movie, of course, because that's the kind of relationship we have. But <laughs> yeah. I said, how many stars did you have to get? Who'd you have to beat out? No, Most people are going to get that, that reference. Really neat. Yeah, he's he's uh, you know I and I taught him a lot about bikes when he lived when he was a he was a bike guy with me right. We used to mountain bike together and all that. And 
we'd uh we had a big room in the big area of the basement before we finished it it was our bike shop and and uh we would go down and work on the bikes and adjust them and taught them all that stuff and you know obviously things change as new technology comes out but a lot of the stuff is the same right i showed you i think i sent you a picture of that uh modern day salsa bike with the old uh 1897 bike right i mean right honestly man what's different you know what i mean What's different? Uh, the weights weren't even that far off. That's what's fascinating about it. Pneumatic tires. Uh, it's a lot of. There's a lot of marketing involved in in bike stuff. But there is some new stuff too. Hydraulic disc brakes, for example. I mean, those weren't around. They're very complicated. I would never take them on a bike tour, but they are great for just a mountain bike run or whatever. Uh, but they're you got to have the right kit to repair them or a bike shop available. So anyway, that's completely down a rabbit hole. <laughs> But, but yeah, no, we were, like I said, we went on a bike ride yesterday. I hadn't been for a while. I loved it. Like, it was so much fun. I did this hill climb. I thought, it was, I, basically, if somebody could have heard me wheezing, like, I was having a heart attack. <laughs> I was proud of myself for getting to the top. Nice. I love climbing so, hills. That's why I was looking at the electric bikes. I think they're amazing and great, and I and I, I want one, but I don't need one. And, and for the price, like, I have a great bike. Like, I just need to make it need to customize it for the weather here i need to fender so that i can ride in the rain or that i will ride in the rain yeah i definitely get fenders on your bike i like fenders i'm putting a little rack on it i'm just it's i want to make it more utilitarian and i'm i'm a little bit this is the first kind of a bike that i've had with those skinny tires that take 90 psi mm -hmm. they're pretty hard like, yeah for sure i don't know i've thought about switching it out because you can put a little bit wider tire on the bike that i have if you want if I was now, yeah, depending on what, if you're turning to a utility bike, I would get the widest tire you can. Yeah. So, which, yeah, it's, it's going to cost me some money to customize it, but that might be fun. Do you know the width on it right now? The width of tire? Skinny. Like, I don't. Um, the millimeter? Let's internet it. Do we got time? You can, yeah. Let's do it. Let's get on the Googles. Well, all I was going to say is if it was, uh, I would want 32 or higher for a width. And then you can get down into where you're running 50, 60 PSI instead of 90 or 120. I had a road bike. Oh, I love that bike. And it was, uh, but it was, you know, I could put 115 PSI in the tires. They were 23 millimeter, Kevin. And yeah, you felt every bump and you only wanted to ride it on, on the road, really good road. But dude, you want to talk about fast? There was some. There was just something wonderful <laughs> getting on that bike and oh. ripping, ripping down the road because it was so fast, man. That's what this bike is fast. So like it's effortless. Like so, I'm I'm my my kids are way way better shape than I am, but I'm faster because <laughs> <laughs> of the bike. Yeah, because they have mountain bikes. They got this more efficient bike, but uh. That's funny. I think it's 30. I want to say it's like 31 and a half. Where's the specs here? Well, that's not super skinny then. It's just mountain, compared to mountain bike skinny maybe is what you're thinking. 32 yeah, is not bad. I don't know what skinny is. 20, 23, 24. Specs. Tire. 30, or uh, no, it's 700 times 32 cc. 32, okay. 32. So, so you should probably go up to maybe a 42 then. Pretty easy. Yeah, I think I read somewhere what you could go up to. So I was looking at the Trek Madone, right? That's their 
pre- their premium road bike, and they're specking those with 25 uh, millimeter tires. So, give you some example. That's a skinny tire. Yeah, I'm just but that's not, a like, fast road bike. To it. Like when the first time the guy's like, yeah, it's different than a mountain 90 bike. 90 psi. Yeah. I had no idea that sure. tires, bike tires, was all of that. I'm like, sure. What? No. No, I get that. Yeah. I don't know what There's I've got on mine. It. It's just, it's just, but I love that bike. It's, lo- it's, I like it. It's, whenever I ride it, I'm happy. The seats are super hard. It doesn't bother me. Um, it's nice. No, it's a nice, you got a nice bike there. I've got one of their dual sports. Uh, what do I don't even know what, what mine's called? Dual sport something. Oh, this is, I think this is it. Dual sport. I got a tube. I'm gonna see what the tires are on it because I haven't actually looked. Now the one downside is it has the pedals on it are the most ridiculous. They suck. Yeah, see I've got forties on mine and they're sixty they're seven hundred by forties or what's on my bike. And that is plenty compliant. I mean it's not it's not like my mountain bike with two point fours or whatever, but it uh, it's plenty compliant for the road. So yeah, if you could get a forty on there, dude, that's what I would do. That's I mean, that's like gravel bike standard. So here, I just found this. This is what I'm going to turn mine into. Are you sending me a text? Yeah, picture. Oh yeah, you know my daughter wants to go bike packing. Yeah, she brought that up to me. Can we go bike packing, Dad? <laughs> don't don't say it out loud, Adelaide, because you know God dang well I'll do it. <laughs> like I st- I would see we spent a lot of time in in um, Grand Teton National Park as a kid, right? A lot, two weeks every year for a long time, and I'd see these people riding their bikes in and out of there and just struggling up this hill, and I'm like, you're an idiot. <laughs> like, as a kid, that was my mentality. Yeah. Like, Oh, I, I, all I ever wanted was a motorcycle. That's what I like about my electric bike, Kevin. It gives me the best of both worlds because I love bicycles. But, man, sometimes those hills <laughs> or the wind, you know, it's like I just want oh, that no. boost. Yeah. No, I'm I'm into electric bikes. You you got me hooked. I, I was looking at electric motorcycles a while ago. There was a – I think it was Marvel um, – Captain America Civil War, um, Black Widow rides an electric oh, okay. motorcycle in a scene in it. Like, and, and what it is, is it's a Harley Davidson electric motorcycle, and it's available now. It wasn't a few years ago, but you can buy it now. Okay, let's pause. And being that I'm into electric cars, yeah, um, like it was very intriguing to me. But I don't want a motorcycle right now in my life, but... Have you are you familiar with Ewan McGregor and Charlie Borman? Yeah, so I I, I did watch um A Long Way Down. Okay. Is that what Yep, there's that one Long Way Down, Long Way Around, and now they're doing a long way up on electric. Oh, I didn't know they did long way around. Yeah. they they did too. And a long way up. Are you are you familiar with that one? I'm aware that it's it's happening. Either happened yep. or it's happening. It's happening. The show's happening, but they're on those Harleys you talk about. They made some custom Har- the Harley made custom bikes for these guys. Okay. And there's electric trucks as their chase vehicles, right? The guys that kind of meet them at the borders or whatever, they're in electric trucks. 
Dude. But this yeah. is only on Apple, right? Apple TV yeah. Plus. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Well, spend oh, five Apple bucks and then get free Apple TV. Hey, go buy that iPad. If you buy a new iPhone, you get it. Yeah. Yeah, but I bought an iPhone last year. I don't think I have it. When did you buy Yeah, you should have had you should have it. Were you supposed to sign into it or something? I don't I think so. I don't even know. You probably have it. Get the app. Download the app and see. I'll check it out. If you go buy an iPad, but you no, probably get it too. I'm interested. Now, do you have to have <laughs> we're going down a rabbit. So do you have to have an Apple TV in order to watch that? Or can I watch it? Through my smart TV, you may be able to watch it through your smart TV if they have the app. If it has the app, my daughter, I bought her a TCL smart TV, you know, for her birthday in August, Kevin, and it, and she watches all of our Apple TV content on it through their app. So they have an Apple TV app now too. So you don't have to have an Apple Check it out. TV if your but TV will do it. But I am there. There will be an iPad purchase. So if it's not now, it'll be later. And you can watch this show on that easily, right? So yeah. But no, I mean, that's, uh, I just, because you said that, I, I didn't mean to go down that, that hole, but dude, I mean, I, first of all, I really love motorcycle touring. I'll probably never do it, but I love it. Right. The idea of it. And, uh, so yeah. So when I saw they're doing that and I was like, well, you know, I don't know that I'm really into Charlie Borman and Ewan McGregor on their motorcycle ride again, but then I saw this electric thing and i'm like okay now i'm interested so i've watched a few i'm letting it catch up now you know because they're releasing it weekly mm -hmm. i like to binge stuff like that um first one i watched was on youtube actually and just back to back on a sunday but uh yeah this it's really good anyway the 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 part about harley and the electrics that you mentioned because they had to custom make those electrics for these guys based on another one of on their, i think their main electric bike or whatever yeah, so. i think it's called the live wire yeah, something like that. And they customize them for these two for this. And so they have the only version of those bikes in this at that point in time when they're making and the it's show. It's more of a touring bike. Correct. Right? And I think the the live wire wasn't a touring bike. It looked more like a cross between a a cruiser and like a cafe racer. Type. Sure. Well, I, I don't even I can't even speak intelligently to it. <laughs> Other than, you know, through the episode, the first episode or two, they got into and they the guys at Harley were actually doing this on their free time. So they'd finish their work. And we're building these bikes for these guys, you know, and designing them and everything else. Really cool story. Anyway, it gives you, gives you a look at, at how some of this stuff went down. Same with the guys that, uh, company out of Michigan making electric trucks, really cool company. Um, sure. and very unique looking electric trucks that actually had me like, oh my God, I'll get rid of my forerunner for one of these. <laughs> yeah. I fully anticipate having a Tesla in three years. Gotcha. Well, that will be cool. I'm going to go most. I like electric. I just like it. I'm, no other thing is I like electric vehicles. Yeah. And I want an electric bike. But I still like the reason why I want to fix up, not fix up my bike, but add accessories to my bike because I like my bike. I don't really want a different bike. I've, I'm afraid if I, I got a different bike, I wouldn't ride an sure. electric bike. I wouldn't ride mine as much. So I, There's only been a few times in my life when I only had one bike uh, just because of who I am. So I, uh, I get, I get what you're saying. And there's something about the utility of one bike. And I've always appreciated people that do. I think I sent you that, uh, I think I sent you a link to that guy on, in, I think he lives in Omaha and he like, he's riding an old 70 something Huffy and he tours on it. And I appreciate that. But for me, you know, a couple of three bikes in the old stable has always been my, my thing. Yeah. 
What would you recommend with these fenders? Should I just order them online and put them on myself, just figure it out? Or should I have my bike, local bike shop do it? Well, you mentioned you wanted to get into it as a hobby. I would do it myself. There's nothing to them. That said, you know, I also know you like to support your local bike shops, and I think that's an important thing to do uh, these days. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, for me, I'm doing it myself. And, you know, the bike shops are busy enough right now that they're not going to go broke if I don't buy my fenders there. So that's that's where I'd say it today. Yeah. I thought about buying them there and installing them myself. Yeah, well. that's another way to do it, too. Like a little bit of both. And then, because yeah. I, I was thinking about running by there today. I want to up They're not hard. Bike. Yeah. I mean, st- honestly, Kevin, nothing on a bike is hard, to tell you the truth. The hardest thing out there, honestly, is hydraulic disc brakes. <laughs> but, you know, if you've got automotive experience, most of that's fairly intuitive, too. So for me, it was very intuitive. It's just... You know, it's frustrating. You got to buy the special kit for the brand you have. And Park makes a generic kit, but you're going to fight it. And that, and that's the other thing with, with all of this is I want to keep things simple. I go with mechanical discs for anything you ever do. That's simple. Anytime you got a cable, right? It's simple. You got a cable on each end, you, <laughs> you tie it down and you're done. Yeah, I, I want things to be simple. That's like I want to upgrade everything to the slime tubes. Like we talked about, um, everybody's bike's going to get, like, if they get a flat, they're going to get a slime too, basically. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, you got me inspired. I got, I need to get my workout in today and then maybe jump out on the bike again today. I'm going to go for a ride today, too. We don't have that much nice weather left and it is beautiful today. So, I'll be yeah, on my chair. Some errands and... All right, buddy. Well, I think it is probably that time we have exhausted another stimulating morning and i want to thank everybody for listening to command a send a link to your friends this place we talk about all things give us a five-star review and subscribe to command a yes thanks for spending so much time with us share the show with your friends it really helps us grow contact us anytime at cmdapodcast at gmail.com for questions praises rants or even request autograph photo or really just about anything. Can't wait to hear from you. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time.